Well, I guess that was out of Oregon, right? Yeah, can't really hear anything out there outside beeps, but if you saw the video, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. You can go ahead and guess what she was saying to Lincoln Riley. She got after him twice, man. The first video that emerged, uh, USC's walking back into the tunnel. She yells at him. And he's like, you got it, sweetheart, is what I think he said. Right. And then, uh, I don't know which order that happened, but, yeah, she let him. Ah, uh, it was so great. So great. Some called it petty, psychotic, whatever. I, I called it awesome. Um, I might just die I, for that woman. I think it's petty. I think it's psychotic. Um, I think it's funny. But I also think it makes the entire fan base look bad really yeah eh, it's fine I, it, it's i'm not overly worried about that i guess i i just thought it was i thought it was funny. i'm not either i i don't i it, it i don't it continues to make it look like we want lincoln riley back well that's and not I the don't. reality of the situation and i don't think i don't think most people do but and I know the person screaming it doesn't, and I know the fan base doesn't, but the rest of the country, that's what it looks like to them. Yeah, here's how I kind of uh, thought about it. At first, is like, yeah, what does the rest of the country think about that? Oh, wait, it's a weekend of football and college football <laughs> in the NFL. There's about to be a bunch of pro fan bases and college fan bases who have a video of one of their fans acting like a moron over the weekend. Yeah. So it'll be, it's forgettable. Yeah. Um, all in all, it's still funny, though. Oh, it's it's hilarious. It's still funny. Um, and it looked like Oregon was going to win that game, like, probably like, I don't, what do you think, like three or 4,000 to zero uh, early? Oh, I guess three or 4,000 to seven um, early on. But um, USC kind of you know, dug in and, and held their own a little bit. Made it a game late, and uh, it took a while for Oregon to finally uh, slam the door shut on them. Don't get me wrong. It's still enjoyable to watch those guys lose out there. It is. But the more it happens, it's just less and less. You know what I mean? It's just it's, it's awesome losing their fourth game. It is. But maybe it's just the fact that they only lost by nine that I wasn't as psyched as I was uh, after yeah. the Notre Dame game. Right. Yeah, well, they gave up those plays early, and um, you know after after they gave up the the huge chunk plays, like what was it? Bo Nix was two for two for one hundred and sixty some yards and two touchdowns, <laughs> which was uh, was fascinating. But after that, uh, you know, and I don't know if it was it didn't seem like it was game plan and Oregon taking their foot off the gas. It looked like USC settled in a little bit on the defensive side. Um, how would you like to make $26,000 per day for the next eight years? I don't, I don't know if you'd be interested in that, but and for doing nothing, by the way. For doing nothing? Okay, yeah. I'm in. I was about to say, it sounds like a lot of work. It's like fear out. factor or something? What do I got to do? Um, Doug and Norman ran the numbers here. The Fisher buyout will net him $26,047 per day for the next eight years. $76.6 million for Jimbo to be fired at A&M. A&M owes him $19.3 million in the next 60 days. Luckiest man in America. Convince me otherwise. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you one person who's not upset about the firing of Jimbo Fisher. That's Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, he's like, finally! If you're yes. going to do it, just go ahead and do the thing, huh? Just, just get out of the way. What do you say? Long as that check clears, uh, I'm I'm happy. I'll have my office cleaned out in the next 45 minutes. I just thought it was funny that they finally won a game, and they it, it sounded like they played pretty well up to their standards, and they fire him after a win versus a loss. Huh, interesting. Okay. How, Normally things like that happen after a loss in the middle of the season. How funny is the the picture and the and the, the the quote going around about? Uh, who was it? Someone donated like a hundred and sixty million dollars 
to the program, and they had the check down there on the field during the game. It's like, how cold is it that Texas A&M is uh, accepting Jimbo Fisher's oh, buyout on the field while he's Dude, coaching? <laughs> that would be the most A&M thing ever. They're beating Mississippi State like 31-7 to in the fourth. Please direct your attention to the northeast corner as a donation is made for Jimbo Fisher's buyouts. They hold well, up a check with the photo. That's what happened. They just didn't say it. They didn't announce the, uh, that that's what it was for, but uh, that's what went on. That was pretty funny. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm fascinated to see what happens, and I love listening to people talk about how great of a job Texas A&M is. I it's so funny. I ranted about that earlier. It's like, why, why is it a great job? Why is it a great job? Because they make more money than any college football program, have these great recruiting classes, and it ends up with eight wins a year when, yeah. it's, when it's going like, well, like, why, why is it a good job? Like, and, and that's the thing, too, is people think that you bring in a lot of money, you have a lot of people at your home games, like, and that's what a good job looks like. Those are factors to being a good job, don't get me wrong, but people totally misevaluate what it means to be a great job. Texas A&M's not a great job. It never has been, man. And just yeah. because they have a lot of money and just because they have some nice facilities and a great conference, there's more to it than just that. Yeah. Yep. There's, um, there's three schools in their own state that have more recent Power Five conference championships than they do, and I may be I may be missing one. Baylor, TCU, and Texas. Is there anyone else? Um, I don't think not for Power Five. No, but you know it's it's fascinating that everyone thinks that that is some great job, and I get it's. It's funny, but at the same time, it's the most frustrating thing in the world to hear people talk about how much money they have. Who cares? You, does the money the money doesn't have anything to do with what's taking place on the field? I guess it has something to do with what's taking place out there, but I mean, very little. I very little. I constantly hear about how much money Texas has. Well, it didn't help them at all through the decade of suck. And I hear the names that people are throwing around to get that job. I They paid Jimbo Fisher. They had to pay him uh, what? Uh, I don't even know what his contract was. was when 10 they years, first $100 million, right yeah. around there, something like that. 10 years, $100 million for him to leave Florida State to go to Texas A&M. You set the market to go get someone like that that is going to be a current top name. You're not going to be able to pay him less than you're paying the guy that you just fired. You're going to have to pay him the same amount. Now, you may not have the years on there, but that's what it's going to cost them to get a name that's going to satisfy all of the big money donors there. Yeah, And it's not the right hire. The right hire for them is to hire a really good coordinator or a uh, a non-power five head coach. Or, I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be a non-power five head coach, but someone that's not going to get everyone all super excited because like they need they need a little bit of humble pie in that program. Yeah, no, and I think that this is what you're saying, and I totally agree with it. Is everyone? values Texas A&M, or not everyone, but a lot of people say it's this great job because of the money. I think the money could turn out to be a big negative with their job. Yeah. Because I think they value it way too much. It makes way too many decisions for them, and clearly they have a lot of money, but you're right, man. Instead of just going with the coordinator hire that could bring some stability, some things in that program they need, they are too obsessed with, you know, Let's show how much money we have here. Let's go pay a ridiculous buyout number for our current head coach, and let's go throw an incredible amount of money at a coach who's probably overrated out there just for a splash hire and a lot of excitement. So I I think it could be an overall negative for them, even with all the cash they have when it comes to hiring a coach. The funniest thing about it is everyone's talking about how great 
a job Texas A&M is and how they've got so much money. And the number one name on the list that I keep hearing is Dan Lanning. <laughs> Dan Lanning is in Oregon. He's got a chance to win a championship this year in Oregon. And, okay, let me think for a few seconds about who has more money than Texas A&M. Uh, Oregon. Oregon's got more money than Texas A&M. Who's going to be in a conference that's more winnable than the SEC? Oh, that's Oregon. Yeah, that's Oregon. Oregon's going to be in a conference that's more winnable than the SEC. I. Oregon's so much of a better job than A&M oh, is, it's too. not even close. It's not close, man. I mean, you want to talk about recent success? Oregon's had recent success. I mean, they can they can show some results in the past decade. A&M can't show nothing but a COVID orange bowl. If Dan Lanning shows interest in the Texas A&M job, other than to get a raise from Oregon, like, his family needs to like put him in a conservatorship like Britney Spears' family did to her. If he if he entertains the Texas A and M job, like career, honestly, career killers with that. Oh my gig gosh, you paid a lot of money to kill your career, but that's that's what's going to happen. Zero reason for him to do that. I he, like I said he's got a chance to go win a championship this year, possibly. So, and, and I've read some text today that said, "Well, you guys are kind of you're not factoring in enough that Dan Lanning wants to get back into the SEC." I don't know if Dan Lanning wants to get back in the SEC. But if Dan Lanning really does want to get back to the Southeast, trust me, he's going to have opportunities, better opportunities than Texas A&M to get back to the Southeast and the SEC. Yeah, All he has to do is wait another year or two. And, you know, here's why. He wants to get back to the SEC. He's already got a top five program in Oregon right now. If he wants to get back to the SEC, he wants to coach at Alabama or Georgia. Or LSU. He doesn't want to get back into the SEC to coach at Texas A&M. Money's not going to be an option. Oregon is going to pay him whatever the market dictates, okay? He's going back to Alabama. He's going to go to Alabama for when Saban retires. Or he's going to go to LSU. Or he's going to go to Georgia. He, He is not going back to the SEC. He's not leaving Oregon. If he was out there at... Oregon State, and he took Oregon State from a losing program to, you know, they win 10 games and go to a New Year's Six. Now we're talking about something, okay? But he's about to win the Pac-12 and maybe make the college football playoff. You think he's going to hit reset on that and go to Texas A&M? Why? No, you Why would he do that? You're at a better job with a better roster, and yeah, I mean, you mentioned Oregon will pay him whatever he wants. Well, yeah, that's going to happen because he's had on-field success there, recruiting, like all of that, yeah. but especially after Oregon lost Mario Cristobal to Miami, and didn't they lose a, the coach before that, right, to some other job? Um, mm-hmm. Like They're, they're going to pay him because he's a really good head coach, and they're, they're kicking ass in a lot of ways, but Oregon's Oregon doesn't want to lose another head coach to someone else. No. He'll pay him whatever he wants for sure, and, man. And he's got some he's got some bumps in the road ahead at Oregon. You know, Bo Nix has been incredible for him the last two years. I think he's gonna win the Heisman Trophy this year. May win the Heisman Trophy this year. And you know, I I, I don't know how they replace that. And, and maybe they take a dip next year whenever he's gone. I don't know, but he's, he's, I would be just shocked if he went to, if he, like I said, if he goes to Texas A&M, he needs to be committed into, uh, a, a, like, he needs to be under doctor's orders. Texas A&M, I, there is a, there's a reason why, why some places have success and some places don't. Now, I'm not an expert on what all goes on at Texas A&M. I'm not, but like, there's a reason why some places have longstanding success and others don't. And a lot of it, you know, is a big portion of it is who do you hire, right? Um, and I, you have to make the right hire. And here's the other thing. like Dan Lanning has done really good at Oregon. 
but he's still somewhat a flash in the pan. He hasn't even completed his second year in uh, as a head coach. Uh, that very well could be too quickly to make that to make the assessment on is he going to be a really good coach long term? Sure feels like he. I mean, I agree, but it sure feels like he is. I, no, I, 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 I would bet that. on Dan Lanning being being long term a really good head coach. They need to hire. They need to hire someone who is somewhat unproven. Someone who's got some question marks. Not someone who's looking to cash in on a massive payday, like Jimbo Fisher. Won the national championship. Things were turning south at Florida State. They threw a, a treasure chest his way, and he bailed. And I mean, you just know how, it's like a, you know, it's like the thirty-year-old free agent in Major League Baseball making you know thirty-five million dollar a year contract. The numbers are going to tank. Well, real quick, what are the odds that TBOW becomes TBDS? I think that's who they're after. He's not a name on any of their hot boards right now. Right. And I think that that could be a way for them to be, well, I mean, our job's just so great, man, that, you know, we didn't necessarily think in the beginning we could get a guy like Lincoln Riley and we end up getting a guy. But, I mean, Lincoln Riley wasn't on USC hot boards either when they went through that process. So that, that doesn't mean anything to me. Well, here's the thing. Lincoln Riley underestimated the difficulty of the USC job and and the talent that they were going to be able to get out there. Massively underestimated. And Lincoln Riley, um, he, he is, he's got some faults. Um, and it, a lot of it comes in recruiting because of the perception out there at some of the other position groups. Well, Texas A&M is sitting there thinking, like, we've got everything we need except for the superstar quarterback. And who's the guy that can always get the superstar quarterback? That's Lincoln Riley. Things have turned south out there in USC. He's getting a ton of pressure from the fan base. We bring him in. He's going to bring an unbelievable quarterback with him. Our problems are solved. He's from, from the state of Texas. It's a natural fit. You know, and I think the timing is interesting. You know, hey, I'm interested, but why don't you guys delay a little bit? Let's see if we can make something crazy happen and beat Oregon, keep our season alive. Nope, we can't beat Oregon. What's the first thing that happens in the morning? TBDS. That's what we start calling him. What a match made in heaven. Texas A&M and Lincoln Riley. It makes sense to me. It's perfect. I told Parker this earlier. The SEC smart about scheduling. They they get what it's about. Um, if he takes the A and M job, year two in the SEC, twenty twenty five, A and M will be coming here. A and M, A and M, and Lincoln yeah, Riley. They will be may playing uh, they may rescind the schedule that they've already made and yeah. say, oh, you know what, we've decided to go to. A they may schedule, schedule it twice for the first time in conference history. Two teams will visit the same location, yeah, in the same season. They're going to say, yeah, we've decided to go to the nine team schedule and. Uh, A&M and Oklahoma are now in the permanent rotation playing each other every year. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Tell us what you think. 651-3439. Hanging out Newcastle Casino today. We'll be back. The home of Sooner fans. Home for Sooner recruiting coverage. Home of your Sooner game day voices. Home of the best pre- and post-game coverage. Join the movement. Download the free KRF app now to listen anywhere, anytime. We are where diehard Sooner fans listen. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra. With available features like the V8 engine. The ultimate luxury interior. And of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate. GMC Sierra. Not just any truck. The truck. GMC's continued commitment to professional-grade engineering is on full display at your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Come take a test drive today and see for yourself. We are professional-grade GMC. Does your banker know your business, the challenges you face, and what makes you unique? At Armstrong Bank, we're dedicated to understanding your business and working alongside you. A true partnership is more than financial transactions. 
It's support, trust, and attention. This is how we make businesses stronger. Armstrong Bank. Strength runs in our family. Contact our knowledgeable bankers to open your business account. Member FDIC. Sidelined by injury? Valor Physical Therapy can help. At Valor PT, our therapists use their knowledge and skills to help get you back in the game faster. Book your appointment now at ValorPT.com or call 405-265-6449. No referral needed. Mention the ref and get a free t-shirt at your first appointment. That's ValorPT.com. Landmark Fine Homes is a custom home builder in Oklahoma City. Our commitment is to build energy-efficient, custom-quality crafted homes around the metro OKC area. If you are looking to build your first home or last, Landmark Fine Homes is the builder for you. We have many floor plans to choose from, or bring us one that you already have. We have communities throughout the metro, or we will build on your lot. Call 405-347-5991 and let Landmark Fine Homes help turn your dreams into a reality. When students struggle because they are hungry or fall behind because they lack school supplies, a caring adult can make all the difference, especially someone from the community, someone who knows the students and the obstacles they might be facing. At Communities in Schools, our site coordinators surround students with a community of support to ensure that they have everything they need to engage in learning. We go all in for kids all day, every day. To learn more, visit communitiesinschools.org. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Teachers shape the future. Right now, in a classroom somewhere in the United States, there's a teacher inspiring a future scientist who'll make preventing pandemics their life's work. Sharpening the mind of an aspiring environmentalist who'll help combat climate change. And generating possibilities for a student who'll be the first in their family to graduate college. Explore a career that leaves a legacy you can be proud of. Teach. Learn more and receive free support at teach.org. Things like grass clippings and leaves can contribute harmful levels of nutrients into our surface and drinking water. We must improve water quality at Lake Thunderbird, our main drinking water source, which begins with taking care of our stormwater. Bag your clippings when mowing, or leave them to break down and nourish your lawn. We drink our stormwater, so don't blow it by leaving your grass clippings in the street. For more information, visit bit.ly forward slash Norman Stormwater. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lame. It is time for our Under the Radar segment brought to you by Boyd Street Ventures. Boyd Street Ventures is a venture capital firm that provides funding and guidance for promising Under the Radar Sooner startups. Learn how you can help support OU Innovation at BoydStreetVentures.com. Text line, you know the drill. Your Under the Radar player from Saturday can be an Under the Radar moment as well from uh, Saturday, too, hmm. if you want to text that in. My Under the Radar, I'm going to go with an Under the Radar moments. And we've had a few. Uh, like legacy plays, legacy moments this year. Danny Stutzman, the speech before the game, legacy yeah. moment for him. Dylan Gabriel, a legacy drive. I kind of feel like that was the legacy moment for Joe Harris on Saturday with the fan base, <laughs> with the fist bump after. I, I just, I love that so much. I thought it was awesome. My under the radar moment is Joe Harris with the uh, fist bump. His legacy moment with the, he was already loved by everyone around here but you know how it works yeah do something like that it even kicked up a notch under the radar moment i guess the only thing that would have been better would uh would have been if uh joe harris was the one that ran the ball up the stadium and tossed it over the (laughs) north uh don't give him ideas now don't give him ideas (laughs) he might do it in the tcu game uh that's good stuff yeah that was pretty good that was cool um gosh under the radar Man, I mean, Kip I, Lewis isn't under the radar I was, anymore. I was about to say, I, I don't know how under the radar it was, but Kip Lewis, 
you know, playing that, that Will Backer spot next to Stutzman was, was pretty daggum impressive. And maybe it's Stogner because, you know, you have Dylan Gabriel had the eight touchdowns. Drake Stoop had his, you know, three-touchdown game. Stutzman's back out there in the lineup. You know, all of the stuff that happened. And, oh, by the way, uh, Austin Stogner had his biggest output of the season by far. You know how many yards he had? Uh, I don't. If I'm asking you, it must be a certain number. Well, it was either he had 420 yards receiving, which I doubt, or 69. Yeah, that's way to use some logic right there. Yes. If I ever ask you how many yards someone has, it's it's definitely 420 or 69. Which DG, I think, went for 423. Oh, passing. come on. you got to take a three-yard – got to put him back in and take a three-yard loss. Somehow, yeah. Which they've had some three-yard losses in the passing game this year, so, you know. I, you know doable. what's interesting? And I got this uh, – I received a text message from University of Oklahoma uh, voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland, when we were talking about, you know, the Jackson-Arnold situation and Levy. Um, he was scoffing at the that Venables would fire Levy. And it is interesting. We have the number four total offense in the country right now, averaging uh, – what 505 a game we're just behind lsu oregon and north carolina and the number four scoring offense in the country as well um scoring just under 42 points a game behind oregon louisiana state and the university of southern cal pretty impressive yeah and those numbers are great um i just felt some frustration from uh i'm not not all the fans, not even the majority of the fans. I would say some sure. fans had some frustration after, like it, as awesome as it was watching UCF run up and down the field on OSU in the rain. It still was like, how do we lose to that team? I and then, know. as great as the offensive performance was on Saturday, it's where was that the past two weeks? That's, still, that's how maddening that that was. I know, and I get it. Trust me, I I felt the same way. Um, but it's interesting, you know. We have the number four total offense, number four scoring offense in the country. And if you asked, if you pulled 100 people, I bet 80% of them, maybe that's a little high, but a very heavy percentage, I think, would say the defense is the better unit, right? Oh, you think lower the, as low as 80%? I think it could be higher <laughs> I, than I that. Don't know. I, maybe it is higher. I don't know. But it's why it's why statistics are so weird. We have the number twenty nine scoring defense in the country, and I total defense. I don't even know. Like we are, we're not. We're lower than that. So probably like thirty five ish, maybe maybe forty for total defense. That's yards per game, and it's not indicative of how good they've been. You know, so it's just kind of interesting how those things unfold. Which pretty much everyone on the defensive stats with uh, the top defenses are all in the Big Ten West. <laughs> Josh, crazy, huh? Yeah. When they're all playing uh, nine to six games or what? Like the uh, the under hits on the lowest over under ever in the Iowa Rutgers game. Now at yeah. least Iowa did their part; they scored twenty two points, but. The under hit once. It's like two times this year, the lowest over under ever, and it's hit both times with Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It's interesting. I think uh, I think we're in a pretty good place. Uh, outside of the two games where we, we turned it over three times in, in each game, uh, it's frustrating because we are – very capable of being an undefeated football team right now but dude it's college football that's why you know pretty much every year over the past decade or close to it or however far back you want to go we're a favorite in every game on the schedule it's hard to find how we could lose to to someone with the schedule like we talked about it this year and it just happens man it just you have those crazy games and i'm not excusing it or anything you know but it's just kind of weird how things have played out. Under the radar, uh, Landon California says Jaden Gibson, a weapon that's far underused. 
They keep yeah. giving him opportunities, and he keeps making plays. Had another touchdown on uh, right. Saturday. Uh, Captain Willard under the radar, LMAO, but the jet sweep worked. Uh, say that again? Saying LMAO, the jet oh. sweep worked for under yeah, the radar it moments. It did. And so did Farouk in the backfield. That yeah. uh, I know that run wasn't – the result wasn't a, a huge chunk of yards, but it sure looked good the way he was moving around and darting in and out and making guys miss. That was an impressive little run from, from Farouk. Drew from Flower Mound under the radar, Kobe McKenzie. Nice to see Sammy Omasigo make something of his time on the field as well. Um, I Yes, Drew. Robert Spears Jennings is starting to come around as well. He I had a nice special teams play. Yeah, he had a nice special. He had a huge hit last year on a – was it a two-point conversion? Is that the West Virginia game last year? I don't remember what game it was, but yeah. Or maybe it's Tech or whoever it was, but yeah. He's, I feel like it was West Virginia he, for some reason. Hard, hard hitter there. I like this one from uh, Canick the Kryptonian. Jacob Sexton was under yeah. the radar. He made the offensive line complete. That's a tough spot to uh, just jump in and play at that level, but he's, he's going to be a nice player for you. That's He's good. got a great future ahead of him uh, at the tackle spot. and You know, Caden Green continues to to get better and better at the guard position. Um, you know, I, hopefully we get Guyton back. And, you know, Metallier, I think, is continuing to get healthier and healthier. And I think the same with Rouse. I think Rouse went through a little bad period where he was kind of banged up and fighting through some stuff. So I think maybe we've, we've – Hopefully gotten over that rough part of the season where you're banged up and you're starting to get some of those guys back and they're a little more uh, callous to finish the year off. Camo Sooner under the radar, those slick olive drab hoodies the coaches wore. Those did look cool, man. They did. And he did. Snag me one of those if the possible. Military, the military um, gear is always awesome. NFL's military gear is always great. Yeah, that was that was uh, the really NFL. Good. They call it the salute to service. I don't know if that's it's the same thing with the college stuff, but whatever it's referred. I mean, it that was a good look. It was that was a good, good. look on the. I, We've I never done, have we done that before? Um, man, I don't I don't remember. I I remember. It's very popular at Clemson, and I think Clemson did it on like the, uh, Memorial or excuse me Veterans Day weekend every year. But I, yeah. I hope that becomes a regular thing. That's that's oh, awesome. The other thing, how about? Um, the the night intro, sweet with the light show because yep. I don't think have we had that yet. I, yeah, not that I can remember. Not this year, but they did last year before did the Bedlam year. game. Yeah, okay, yeah, that was sweet. That was really cool. Oh, Utino, my under the radar moment was the fans chanting SEC to show their disgust with the officials, and it, <laughs> it happened more than once. That was fantastic. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. This is The Ref Sports Radio Network. It's the season for giving thanks, and Dorsey Jones in El Reno wants to thank you by offering the nicest selection on all new 2023 Buicks, like the 2023 Buick Envisions. Take up to $7,000 off the MSRP for qualified buyers. Several to choose from right now at Dorsey Jones in El Reno. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81 exit 125 in El Reno, or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. Experience the new Buick. See dealer for details. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. All right, men, you heard it. Let's move, 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 move. Find your Sooner coverage fix with the home of Sooner fans on your favorite social media platform for questions of the day, upcoming show interviews, show highlights, and more. Oh, look at that, an alert. I'm probably trending already. Search for KREF Sports on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to keep up with the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Sidelined by injury, illness, or surgery? Valor Physical Therapy can help. At Valor PT, our skilled therapists create a rehabilitation program individualized for you with education and encouragement each step of the way. Whether it's sports or the activities of life, let Valor get you back in the game. Start now at ValorPT.com or call 405-265-6449. No referral needed. Mention the ref and get a free t-shirt at your first appointment. 
Holiday sales are coming up, and once again, smart home devices are at the top of everyone's list. Make sure you have fast, reliable internet service that enhances your smart home experience with OEC Fiber. Whether it's our Fiber Home 100 plan or our Fiber Home Gig plan, we can bring your smart home experience to the next level. Plus, if you're an OEC Electric member, you may qualify for rebates for smart home devices like programmable thermostats. Check out all the money-saving potential at OECFiber.com slash smart home. You were supposed to get a colonoscopy, but stuff came up. Well, we did have to pick up the twins from practice. You said you'd get it taken care of, but stuff. But then we had to go across town to get my father-in-law. And grab dinner. But if you were 45 and older, it's time to get checked. It's the best way to prevent colon cancer, and there are multiple screening options available. But then... Don't let but stuff get in the way of your screening. Visit the Colorectal Cancer Alliance at ccalliance.org or call 877-422-2030. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, dog. Cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov. Slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hey guys, TJ here to talk about my friends over at Joe's Wines and Spirits. The holidays are close, and we're all looking to save a little money, especially if you're like me, trying to buy World Series tickets. Perhaps a Kansas Highway Patrolman cost you a little bit extra going into the holidays. Go to Joe's Wines and Spirits this month. They have great savings on Fireball, Bacardi Rum, 19 Crimes, Black Box Wines, and so much more. Joe's is open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m., and noon to 5 on Sunday. Their expertise can help you find the perfect drink for you. Go see them, 1330 East Alameda, right here in Norman. What caught Teddy's eye brought to you by Yalagosny Law. Have you heard hiring a lawyer makes your insurance claim take even longer? Not at Yalagosny Law. They work to keep your claim moving forward and fight delay at every turn. That's Yalagosny Law. 405-800-8080. 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Well, uh, Michigan got the win against PSU. Uh, Shrum Moore filling in as, as head football coach. Got the dub, and did you see his interview post game? Yeah, I think I have it bleeped out. Um, I'm pretty sure I bleeped it out before the show. Should I try it? Yeah. He's <laughs> okay. Well, I thank the Lord. Well, I thank Coach Harbaugh. I love you, man. I love the out of you, man. This is for you. For this university, the president, our AD. We got the best players, best university, best alumni in the country. Love you guys. These guys right here. These guys right here, man. These guys did it. These guys did it, man. Talk to him, man. Love you. Sound like a drunk guy at a party uh, when you're 21 years old or surrounded by your friends. But I was really nervous. I couldn't remember for sure if I blinked that out or not. (laughs) Yeah, he was emotional after the game. um, And it was a really nice win. Michigan just choked the life out of Penn State. Didn't even have to run the football for the second half of the game, um, it really wasn't close. It was much. There's much more separation than what the scoreboard would lead you to believe. Um, but it's interesting. Now, Harbaugh says he's going to go to the hearing that is on Friday. Uh, he says he's going to talk. I'm just looking forward to the opportunity, uh, due process. I'm not looking for special treatment or popularity contest. Just looking for the merit of what the case is. And he said that he's not sure what what he's going to be able to do, but I love this quote. I've always felt like it'd be cool to get up there and thunder away at a jury like Tom Cruise and a few good men, Uh, but I didn't go to law school, so this will be the first time I've ever really been in this situation. So pretty funny. And he also called his team uh, America's team. This has got to be America's team is what he said after everything they've had to go through this year. Okay. Yeah, I don't know that. I think there's quite a few people that are kind of on Michigan's side on this still. Um, but I don't know if it's everyone in America. Um, I, I do believe that this is, frankly, the biggest hissy fit anyone has ever uh, thrown after losing two years in a row, and that's Ohio State. Uh, clearly spearheaded this thing, clearly went to the third 
uh, third-party law firm with the information that they had gathered. Um, it's it's just it's kind of funny uh, the way that went down. Okay, my, CD by Lamb. the way, my yeah. favorite part of all that is Michigan like leaking it out on Friday. Well, I mean, we'll just leave the Big Ten if this is what ha- this is how the Big Ten's going to act. We'll just leave the conference. Okay, I guys, know. easy there. Um, CD Lamb. He says whenever uh, whenever asked about his performance, he says that he's the top receiver in the game. What do you think? Um, he's the best in the game at one-handed catches, I feel like. That catch that he made yesterday was incredible. Is he the best in the game? Well, let's start. Uh, I know he had a he had decent numbers against Philadelphia last week, but and this is probably more on Dak and the play caller, but Gonna need to gonna need to see that in December and January this year. But he is absolutely in that discussion as one of the best receivers in the league. He's awesome, yep. man. And that I, was well worth a first round draft pick by the Cowboys. Yep. I I probably put him in the in the top five or six, but I don't have him as number one. At least not right now. We'll see. I mean, I think there's some guys that are and maybe the quarterback connection has a lot to do with how good the the receivers are and what their numbers look like. So uh, we'll see. You're right. Let's see it in the playoffs when it matters. All right, that's all I got. Uh, well, Auburn just totally destroyed Arkansas on Saturday. That's and right. And it might end up costing uh, Sam Pittman, our buddy, his job. Well, but he made was... it through the, the rough weekend where everyone was getting axed. Well, there's some reports that he was going to get fired. But, yeah, we'll see what happens this week. But there was a video surfacing. And it had a bunch of Arkansas players at halftime watching Polar Express on a TV that was in the locker room. Now, initially, everyone thought, whoa, 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 wait. Arkansas's getting destroyed by Auburn at halftime, and their players that were just out there was watching Polar Express? Not exactly. There were Arkansas players watching Polar Express, which a totally weird movie to decide to watch during a game. Mm-hmm. It was the uh, walk-ons and the guys not a part of the official roster in the walk-on locker room. I still say that that's a bad look and an even terrible choice of a movie at halftime of a game. That's interesting. I wonder, like, they're probably in, like, the players' lounge area or something out of, like, the main locker room where everyone's, like, making adjustments and the coaches for the offense and defense are are speaking. I'm guessing, like, they just walked in there and it happened to be on the TV that was on. Maybe. I doubt they dialed up polar express i hope not for their sake i hope not (laughs) uh remember a couple of weeks ago colorado goes out to ucla and a bunch of stuff gets stolen out of the cu locker room well apparently they have uh found the culprits and it was two players on a recruiting visit to ucla at the time at a from a nearby high school they were there on a recruiting visit to ucla so they have the badge. They probably have full access everywhere, right? And they sneak into the Colorado locker room and steal a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, congratulations, guys. You will be going to Next Chance U instead of uh, UCLA or, you know, some other Power 5 place. Mm. Mike How Yurs- can you be? Mike Yursich is out at Penn State. Boy, Penn State fans were mad at James Franklin for the lack of Mm -hmm. offense and some of the decisions that were made, going for two early in the game, all that. Well, it cost Mike Yersis his job. He's out at PSU. Yeah, well, you've got to pass the buck to somebody, right? He's not going to fire himself. So the offensive coordinator, Yersis, gets it. And, you know, Penn State's in an interesting spot. I don't expect them to to get rid of Franklin. I, I don't I don't think that's going to happen. But he's finally facing some pressure, right? For for just not being able to win the big game and constantly coming in third in their in their division. Maybe they benefit whenever they go without din- uh, without divisions. But I mean, here's the it's plain and simple in my opinion at Penn State. They will never get past Ohio State or Michigan until they get a game changer at quarterback. They have not had one that I remember in my lifetime. And until that's the case, 
the result is going to be the same. They're going to finish behind both of those programs. Like Kerry Collins, their last first-round quarterback, something like that. Yeah. Something crazy like that. Last one I have, I found uh, three different bowl projections for OU. Wide-ranging here. Mm-hmm. I found one that has OU and USC in the Alamo Bowl. Found one that has okay. OU and A&M in the Texas Bowl. And another one that has OU and Arizona in the Alamo Bowl. Would feel very confident about OU and Texas A&M. Would feel very extremely confident about OU and USC in the Alamo Bowl. And I would probably feel good about OU and Arizona. Arizona's a dangerous football team right now, though, man. They're, yeah. they're the best team out of those three that I just mentioned. You know, it's interesting. If Oklahoma wins out and are a 10-2 and football team, but they don't go to the Big 12 championship, I okay, let's say it's, I don't know, Texas and Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship, and Texas wins, they'd be a college football playoff team, and Oklahoma State would be, what, they'd be a four-loss football team? Correct. And be ranked well below where Oklahoma's going to be ranked, right? Yeah. Would would they be the next choice out, though, for the New Year's Six? I That I don't know. I mean, I remember Texas with, what, four losses getting to the Sugar Bowl the year OU mm-hmm. beat them and made the playoff. I would guess OU would get a Cotton Bowl or a Fiesta Bowl berth. Because they would be, because I think to get an at large, you have to be ranked in the top twelve, right? But maybe, I, I don't know. The rules have changed so much. I, I doubt Texas was in the top twelve. It's just they needed a Big Twelve team to go to a New Year's Six bowl game. Yeah. I, I'm just going to go ahead and theorize that if that's the scenario that happens, it'd be OU going to the Cotton or the Fiesta in that spot, See, that's rather what than I'm Oklahoma thinking. State. Because that's why I'm, I'm I'm curious. Like, and what all bowls did you have? You didn't, they didn't have a New Year's Six on there for us, right? No, no, no. They 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 do not. Which means they don't think we're going to win out. I, I thought I think that's a mistake. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Take a walk on the wild side with Brahms' new spicy pimento bacon cheeseburger. This bacon cheeseburger adds southern flair to a classic. Featuring Brahms' pimento cheese piled high on a juicy hamburger patty with jalapenos and crispy hickory smoked bacon. Throw in a slice of American cheese to melt everything together for dreamy, cheesy goodness in every bite. Stop wasting time and go get Brahms' new spicy pimento bacon cheeseburger. Nothing's better than Brahms'. Attention basketball fans, get ready for an electrifying season with the defending Big 12 champion Oklahoma women's basketball team. Tickets are on sale now and start at just $99. Don't miss out on the action. Secure your seats now and cheer for victory. Visit Soonersports.com or call 800-456-4668 to secure your tickets and be part of the winning spirit. Boomer Sooner. Life is yours to spend. Spend it expanding. Emergency preparedness plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. At Wade Electric, we care about our community. We care because we live, work, and raise our families here. We take pride in our work because not only is it a reflection of us, but it's a reflection of our community as well. Wade Electric has been serving Oklahoma since 1969. Whether it's a remodel or new construction, our qualified installers can help. Don't do it yourself. Leave it to the experts at Wade Electric. Call 405-329-1940 to speak with our trusted professionals. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you the sour of the rush. And, uh, yeah, a lot of jobs opened up in college football yesterday and into today. Texas A&M is open. San Diego State is open. Boise State is open. Reports that Arkansas will be open. And Mississippi State is open as well. Crazy that Jimbo Fisher shook hands with Zach Arnett at Mississippi State. And then less than 24 hours later, they would both be out of a job. But in some of the names being floated out for Mississippi State, Jeff Levy's name is being thrown out there. He knows the AD that's currently there. Of course, he was at Ole Miss. How realistic of a candidate would Jeff Levy be for that Mississippi State job? I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
I, I guess it's, I guess it's maybe likely. I, pretty interesting. Old Selman's got a, got a nice opportunity, doesn't he? Well, this is his first big, uh, and maybe I don't think he's hired a baseball coach. Like baseball's a big deal out there. I, that, it sounds like this is his first big hire to make. Yeah. Good luck, Zach. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I I mean, his name's been thrown around. I don't know. I mean, often, not always, but often there's a reason why someone's name is instantly connected to a job. Um, you know, maybe that's just the, the most likely for the people that cover it with the connections uh, between the two. So, I don't know. I, I would guess that... Mississippi State would want to go with an offensive hire, and maybe that's just like thinking recent, recently with uh, with Mike Leach. I guess Dan Mullen's an offensive guy as well, right? It yeah. just it just feels like that's kind of what they want their DNA to be um, an offense that spreads it around, throws it around quite a bit. Yep, maybe their best chance to compete. Yep, I I don't know, I don't know, man, I. I honestly really have no idea. Some have thought, uh, well, would you bring Dan Mullen back to Starkville? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, maybe that's a that's a possibility. I don't know. Does that work? Has he? Like, can he go in there and find that magic again, like he had uh, originally? I don't know. Possibly. SEC is about to be a whole lot tougher. I know. I know. I I don't know. I I honestly. Outside of Levy and with the connections with, with Zach Selman, I wouldn't even know where else to even begin with that job. I mean, there's some really good guys in non-Power 5. Trailer at UTSA. Um, I mean, there's just there's a there's a bunch of names out there. I think Sean Lewis is good. Who's Sean Lewis, he's yeah. He's out of that, but he was the head coach at Kent State last What's year. Was he a GA now? Uh, Basically, yes. At Colorado. I don't know where, where, what he is. I think is. he's working in the lunchroom. Work in the lunchroom or, or janitor or something. Um, I mean, that's a good name. I I don't know what they're going to do, frankly. But, you know, Levy to Mississippi State would be interesting. And I don't know, Lane Kiffin to A&M is something that people have talked about. God, and then, that's such an A&M hire. Jeez. Know, if that happened, you know, you would have to think Levy would, would have an opportunity at Ole Miss. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour is next. <laughs> 